Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So, Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, listeners, welcome back to the show, rock stars. It is time to have another great conversation, a fire conversation. This thing is lit. I'm going to get in all of the flame puns that I can, Jen, because uh, of the name of your company. So joining me today is Jen McMillan, the founder of Incendio. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you are one of those rock stars who I, I am, I'm so excited to get to know who you are and what you've done. Because as I was looking you up on LinkedIn, you've got so many great uh, clients that you've helped and this idea that you bring loyalty to companies in order to drive revenue and, and use data and all this stuff. And so I am yeah. ready to geek out. But let's start at the beginning, Jen, if you would. Um, help me understand how you got into running an agency, first of all. Sure. Uh, so I actually grew up agency side and I uh, came out of college and I worked on the agency side until I actually started grad school in 2001. And as I was in grad school, one of my mentors said, you know, it's pretty clear that you can talk the talk, but you have nothing demonstrable that you can actually walk the walk. And so he said, once you graduate with your MBA, I would suggest to you that you go client side. And so I did. So I switched gears. And instead of staying client side, as I had in the entire first part of my career, I went agency, or I'm sorry, I went client side. And uh, my first job was actually working for Blockbuster, uh, another nice dead brand on my resume. But that's all right. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. But um, when I was 27, I built their loyalty program, Blockbuster Rewards. And so that was my first foray onto the client side. And and that was actually more than 20 years ago. Nice. And and looking it over, like you've got, you know, GameStop, you've got Dave and Busters, love Dave and Busters, uh, Chipotle, Godiva, GNC, NASCAR. Like you've got, I mean, Blockbuster might be the dead brand, but you've got a resume <laughs> or at least Incendio does, um, which well, is just amazing. Yeah. So how did, like, when you decided to go into the agency world then from the mm -hmm. client side, how did that look? So my last corporate job was at Michael's Arts and Crafts as their VP of Loyalty and Analytics and CRM. And it just, it had gotten to the point where I had been in retail for so long that, uh, you know, one of the questions you're basically asked in retail every day is how can we sell more of X? And I mean, the, the, the breaking point for me was we had a truckload of yarn and it was, how can we sell more yarn? And I'm like, I think I'm going to go to the top of the building and make a noose out of red yarn and I'm going to jump. And I mean, it just, and it had just gotten that point where I felt like I was solving the same problems over and over again, every single day. And, uh, you know, again, drawing on my agency side background, I, I find it much more fun and much more exciting to solve others' problems than to be asked the same question every single day by my boss. And so about, uh, about almost, oh my gosh, almost six years ago, um, decided to jump out and start my own company called Incendio. Nice. And so uh, I'm really curious and, and looking over your history too, loyalty and CRM seem to really go together. Um, I never would have thought of that as a, as a marketer, as a, as a, as a, as a 
you know, agency person, yeah. help those who don't know why understand how those connect. Absolutely. So uh, I tell people to think of CRM as a toolbox, right? Because CRM is fueled by your data. And so everything that's going to come out of your toolbox is a tactic that's going to come out of there. So an email campaign, a text campaign, a loyalty program, uh, trigger marketing, any of those type of things, it's going to come out of your toolbox. So think of CRM as your base, and then everything else comes out of it is a tactic. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, so, okay. So now, now that we have that established, you start in Sendio, you take this experience, you go into this world, and then you build this business. What does scaling look like for you as that founder? Got it. Uh, so, for, you know, for us, I mean, like our, we're built on helping uh, companies turn their data into dollars through customer facing programs is my best elevator speech for how to describe what we do. And for us, how we scale is, I mean, it, for us, it's we started out by building programs and then we would step away. And then we started to add services. And so, you know, one of the questions I was asked by a CMO client was, okay, so you guys will help us build a loyalty program, but you don't want to actually stay on and run it. And in the beginning, that wasn't our model. And so we've, we've pivoted. And so now we offer everything. We are a full service agency and we offer everything from, you know, loyalty and program, loyalty and CRM program design. Uh, I mean, let's start soup to nuts. Let's talk about research, about uh, analytics and insights. We do campaign production, creative, program management, digital marketing, the whole nine yards. Um, and we also do a lot of technology sourcing and implementation because one of the things we stand for is we are technology agnostic. Gotcha. So Jen, when you know an agency who's an agency owner who's listening and listens to your rock star life, uh, your, what you've built, <laughs> how how can they begin to scale their own business to you know hire employees, to find more clients? Just like what does that look like in today's world? Well, uh, so I will say we, we haven't had to advertise, right? We have been in business more than five years and haven't had to do it because ours was reputational. And um, I had been in the space for so long that my Rolodex was uh, generating a lot of leads for us. But certainly uh, COVID changed a lot of things. And um, so I will tell you, I also teach a LinkedIn class at SMU here in Dallas. And uh, LinkedIn is is you can figure out how to use it for lead generation. It's an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool. And so I think a lot of people think maybe it's just a networking platform, but uh, it is a business build. And so I would say the first thing to do is look into LinkedIn in terms of finding qualified leads and contacts there. And again, I, I don't show for LinkedIn. I'm not employed by LinkedIn, <laughs> right. but, um, but it's a great place to start. And so does that just look like basically connecting with everybody who could use your services and just spamming them? Or what does that uh, look like nope. to build leads? No, no, no. LinkedIn. Shame, shame on spam. <laughs> right, um, right. No, it is, no, they've got some really great tools in there. Um, for instance, they've got a, a tool called Sales Navigator, and um, which I will tell you uh, candidly, I don't use because um, I downloaded my contacts out of LinkedIn, and um, and I have been conducting my own campaigns uh, based on my network. And for me, I, I think I have about oh my gosh, I think three thousand contacts, and and because there's so many of them in my personal space, uh, you know, my professional space, that um, that I've been doing it that way. But um, just a cautionary note on that one: if you do download your contact list out of LinkedIn, the email addresses do not come with it, and so you'd have to go find a service to actually scrape the web and um, put those in for you. And which gotcha. I did through a service called Upwork um, for an incredibly reasonable rate. Yeah. It's amazing how much technology is at our fingertips and how many connections we can make. Like they used to be, you know, 20 years ago, like when you started 20 years ago, yeah, that there, it would have taken 
maybe years to do all that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I know how I would have done it actually, because I think, uh, you know, I think you would have had to pull open your jar of business cards and just start working through, you know, each one and hope that the person was still at the same company. Right. And if not, go look in a phone book, look that up in Google for those who don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. So, so Jen, I want to, I want to get to know your clients a little bit. Um, yeah. And I want to get to know it through who you, know, who you say they are and then through some sure. success stories. So let's start with who they are. Who do you work with? Sure. Uh, so we have been incredibly lucky to work with some amazingly big brands in the United States, um, ones that you'd recognize, such as GNC, PetSmart, uh, Hallmark, Godiva, JCPenney, On the Border, which is a, a big Mexican chain based out of, of Dallas, uh, Sally Beauty Rewards is one of our programs. Dave & Buster's Chipotle, Academy Sports and Outdoors, uh, huge here in the South. Uh, they're competitor to Dix, um, so they're not in the North. Um, Aspen Dental, um, all kinds of clients. So we work, yeah. I mean, we work across the spectrum. I mean, honestly, for us, no client too small, no client too big. Nice. What What is the difference between working with those, what you would, what you might think of as a small client versus one of those national brands that everybody's heard of? You know what? I mean, everybody wants the same thing, right? I mean, it's either drive more revenue, get more customers, retain the ones you have, you know, are are usually the big three. And for us, um, so my business model has been since I started that everybody on staff is a 1099. So for me, um, I don't have to cover a lot of payroll costs because what I do is I flex up the staffing based on the client need. And so uh, either it's going to be geography based or it's going to be skill set based. You know, for instance, uh, one of our clients is in the regulatory space, and I have someone who has deep regulatory experience through pharma and airline. So he's always a great match, you know, for those type of clients. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the 1099 model, which I will tell you five years ago, I got a lot of side eye on that because it sounded like I didn't have staff. Um, But uh, certainly I'll tell you that as the world has changed over the last five years, more and more people want to do their own thing, set their own hours and not be beholden to a corporation. So, um, but. But, you know, on the flip side, like I said, um, you know, when I when I have those huge assignments come in and we've got, you know, we've got people on staff at these big companies, um, that also works really well, too. So, I mean, it's got a lot of flexibility in terms of the model. Yeah, that gig economy really is, I mean, especially oh, yeah. in the last 12 months. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you, if you ask me if I want to go back to corporate life, I don't know if I could. I mean, I've become incredibly spoiled uh, by being the owner of my own company. And um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't want that whipping anymore. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I understand that. So, so Jen, we know, we know who you work with and it's kind Mm -hmm. of one of those, like everyone who wants to uh, set fire to their, to their growth. Right. Um, So, so share a story with me, if you would, one of your favorite stories, maybe about uh, highlighting a specific way you've helped serve those clients. Absolutely. Can I give you a, how about a program example? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So uh, one of the first programs that we built was for GNC and it's called My GNC Rewards. So if you stopped into the store, you would probably, first thing you'd see when you check out is a counter map that has the entire program laid out and all the options uh, free to paid. And, um, you know, and so for us, it's interesting because, you know, GNC is one of those really uh, interesting companies. It has such a huge swath of customers, but, you know, it really kind of boils down, you know, into some some core groups, right? And when people think about GNC, right, they think about either that far, that far right side, right, where you've got the bodybuilder who comes in and buys protein 
protein, amino whey, all that kind of stuff. On the left side, you've got someone maybe who's more on that homeopathic route, right? Who's definitely into supplements or, you know, more on the healthy living side of the house. And so, and again, GNC spans that, that, you know, that customer spectrum. And so for us, I mean, one of the great things we got to do was um, we were on site, you know, quite a bit in Pittsburgh and um, we got to learn a lot about their customers. And so when we designed the program, right, you're designing for very different people. And so it was, you know, the challenge was putting together a program that really spoke to not only that homeopathic user, you know, someone who a, a hardcore person would maybe kind of call a dabbler, you know, and if you're not in the back of the store buying the big jugs of protein, then you're not serious, you know, and um, so, you know, very, very interesting, you know, in terms of, you know, who you're serving. And um, I mean, it's just, it's like, you know, you mentioned that I had worked for GameStop, um, you know, I built their program Power Up Rewards when I was their vice president of loyalty. And, you know, again, same thing with the dichotomy of that customer base where you think about a GameStop customer and you think, oh, you know, 23 year old guy in his mother's basement, you know, socially awkward. That's true. Right. But then you also think, right, you've got the moms, you know, who are coming in to purchase for her kids. I mean, so, again, so part of the art and science of what we do is really figuring out how do we build a program that speaks, I mean, across the spectrum. So it's really fun. And again, if you like I said, if you walk into GNC, you'll see our work in, out in public. Yeah. And, and, and how I mean, obviously, it's successful. How what difference does it make for these brands? Like, what do they tell you that this means to them and their employees and their customers and everything? Yeah. Well, first of all, when you build a good loyalty program, uh, it gives your employees something to talk about. And, and especially when it's a good program, right? And it's not one of those ones where you're it's kind of being forced down your throat, uh, especially when you can participate as an employee, right? And you can talk about it and you can say, hey, because you know what you're getting today, you know, you'll get points for it, for example. And, um, you know, and those points turn into rewards and dollars off. And, you know, it just, it's by, you know, giving us a little bit of information about yourself. Tell us, you know, how we can make our more marketing more relevant to you. And I mean, that truly is the magic of loyalty programs, especially um, CRM loyalty, the whole thing, because it's all about personalization and relevancy because people don't want to get marketing about stuff that's not interesting to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Con- context matters more than almost anything. I, I feel like um, I keep hearing that. So what does loyalty look like in, in this world of, you know, like we're recording at the, at the beginning of 2021, we're yeah. not out of COVID yet, but we're, we're hopefully right. seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. We don't shop as much as maybe we used to for a little while. Who knows what the future holds? What yeah. does loyalty look like right now? loyalty has been changing. And, you know, I, I think because, I mean, all of us, uh, myself included, right. I mean, we're all in a bunch of programs and the question is how do you make your program differentiating? And, you know, if, cause if I asked you, right. I mean, if I said to you, um, tell me about Chipotle's loyalty program, you know what I mean? And how do you earn in it? Uh, most people would be hard pressed, right. They just, they show up at the store, they give their loyalty number if prompted and, uh, you know, you get, notes through the the app, right? That you've either earned like free guacamole or you have a reward or, you know what I mean? A free burrito free for birthday. I mean, so, so part of that it's changing, but I will say the biggest change on loyalty programs is that it's really starting to be more about customer engagement and gamification. And it's not so much about getting points or, you know, or stars or miles, you know, uh, to cash in for things, but people want access and people want exclusivity. And, you know, in the way that loyalty programs have kind of, you know, turned that during COVID is, you know, uh, bonuses and um, exclusives only for members, right? Private shopping hours, um, you know, member exclusive discounts, those type of things. And I mean, and that's, that's a lot of the stuff that we're along with 
because that's how people are um, differentiating their programs in that, um, you know, people again, want to be entertained. We all have these amazingly short attention spans these days. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, so, you know, so, uh, you know, you're going to roll with the big dogs, play like the big dogs, you know. And, and how much does technology play a part? It's not anymore. Just like punch a card. Oh, yeah. We have apps and everything else now too, right? Hey, do you remember when you used to carry around a keychain with like probably like 12 or 14 like key fobs on it <laughs> yes. so that you could scan your number or they could, you know, run it through the register for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those those days are long gone. And I had to laugh because I was actually cleaning out uh, my office and uh, over the holidays and came across a ton of like old work that I had done, including my GameStop cards and key fobs. And it's like, oh, my God, no one carries that stuff anymore, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. All right. Um, so Jen, tons of value here in a, in a short amount of time. Thank you so much. I've got one more question to get to, but I want to make sure everybody sure. can connect with uh, Jen McMillan with Incendio. Where do you send folks to get everything they need from you? Uh, well, if you can visit our website, it sounds like you can visit our website at incendioworks.com. <laughs> um, I'm also a big presence on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me under Jen McMillan on LinkedIn, or you are welcome to send me an email and uh, it will get to me. It's Jen McMillan at incendioworks.com. And that's a little play on the word fireworks. So incendio means fire. If you didn't know that, um, it actually means conflagration, but uh, fire is close enough. And so incendio works is, you know, fireworks.com. That's awesome. I love that. So Jen, if, if, uh, if we think about rock stars being kind of counterculture, counterintuitive, right? I'd like to know if there's anything that you've learned over the years or advice that you heard early on that seemed counterintuitive, but once you put it into place, it had a massive impact on your journey. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually go back to my store experiences because what I found by being in, in retail and by being an agency partner so early on in my career is that, um, you know, certainly a lot of people don't spend time out in the field. And I would say that's one of the huge lessons I learned early on. And, you know, like I said, I saw it at Blockbuster. When we built the program, we kind of built it in secret and didn't tell our stores. And then we just decided to roll it out. And we're like, ta-da, program for you. And, you know, and when I built, like, when I built the big program at GameStop, it was the, the opposite, right? I mean, I took it out into the field and I had them litmus test it. And they told me what was good and they told me what was wrong. And we researched what they wanted and came back to expensive and we went back out again. But again, my field partners were the ones who were able to design the program that they would be selling. And I think for them, it was probably one of the first things that they had ever participated in. And so when we rolled it, I mean, we rolled it in six weeks and it had it had the most successful rollout rate of any program that we had done at GameStop. And I fully attribute that to the fact that um, I did my research out in the field with the people who would be selling it. And I think that's really key to it. And so, um, you know, when it comes to customer engagement and those type of things, it's one of our pillar activities because, it, you know, if you don't know what your field is saying, um, you are you're, you're losing out. Yeah. Collaboration sounds like it's key, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. Listeners, go to incendioworks.com, connect with Jen McMillan. Jen, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. 
please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.